Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, I head of branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hi. Let's do some trials and triumphs, please, Let's Taryn. do it. I have mine. I'm ready this week. Go. Okay, guys. So I'm originally from Augusta. My parents still live in Augusta, Georgia. In Augusta, Georgia, there was an Urban Outfitters call center. And because there was a call center, somehow they started, they got a bunch of returns. I don't know how this works. So excuse me. Blah, 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 blah. Come to today. It's today now an outlet. It's now an outlet in Augusta. Is this Urban Outfitters outlet. Is there even a full price store? No. In Augusta. Okay, no. That kind of and an anthropology, right? No, anthropology is one of their brands. So, no, there's nothing. There's nothing but in Augusta. We have outlets where we don't have full price stores intentionally. Oh, I guess that makes Ballard. sense. Ballard. Yeah. Right. Just kidding. Okay. Just Sorry. Kidding. Go ahead, Terry. So, this is probably intentional, too, because they knew I lived or uh, that I have to visit Augusta every <laughs> right. now and then. They to built visit it my around you and your family. It was yeah. brilliant. Um, it's working for That's them. Short. Their model is working. <laughs> so, last week they reopened um, the outlet. Um, it's called Final Cut, and they went. They moved into a bigger spot, and it. Ooh. So of course, I was there for my dad's birthday. Of course, the grand opening, <laughs> and just happened to be the same weekend, so it worked out perfectly. And so I went with my mom and my sister and my mother-in-law, and we were there for like four hours. It was you amazing. tore it up. You look like you <laughs> tore like six pairs it of shoes. up. Yes, and I put back half. I I was strategic. They were putting out shoes and big like big boxes of shoes while I was buying shoes. And I I was having I couldn't do it, guys. It was so much shopping. <sighs> what was your total so, spend? You bought a lot. You had tons of clothes. I saw it on your Instagram story. I yeah. had a lot. I spent two hundred and sixty eight dollars. Are you kidding me? You had six pairs of shoes and piles and piles of clothes. Yeah. $268? And they've set prices for things. So, like, dresses are 20 Like, pants are 15 Tops, like, just, like, regular tops are $5. Like, they have – so it's easy to very quickly uh, start consuming. Anyway, so it was yeah. really great and really bad. And I bought – one of the skirts <laughs> I purchased, I would I tried to get it on sale at Anthro at the end of the season. They didn't have my size. It was in the pile of clothes. <laughs> it is just – boxes and boxes of like samples and you have to dig in there and things are missing chunks of clothing are like cut out because it's all like sample stuff anyway I love a good dig and if anyone else you does do. it was fantastic plus they have a bunch of antiques in there that's cool um, that they use for either displays or in stores or whatever but anyway they are the antiques you, $15 or? no those are solid prices mm-hmm. those are Real. Real. Not a deal. So they're not a deal. Don't go for those if you're looking for a deal. <laughs> but if you will. But anyway, the other brands in there, like they had terrain wreaths and pots oh, and um That's exciting. Yeah, so they have all the brands. They have like wedding dresses in there because of Beholden. Augusta's um, an hour? Two hours. Two hours. Solid like, two hours. Day trip. Stacks and stacks mm. of rugs. That's a day trip. Tons of broken dressers and cabinets and anyway, it's it it's like one of those that it feels like you're yeah really digging. So that was my triumph, and I got Elliot a little um, <laughs> I got him a little zebra hanging, you know, little hat racks that kind of kind of lap they collapse. 
know what I'm talking about? They no, go, yeah, it's like little accordion. X's, accordion, little uh-huh. like, um, but it's it looks like a little zebra. It's like some little antique. That was cute. I did see that on your story. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. an old black and white room. Yes, it does. And it's just sweet because it, you can tell it has like paint on it from where it lived somewhere before this. It's not like a new manufactured thing. Right. So, and it was five bucks and it was so cute. So, well, I got I'm glad it for he got some out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did five of those dollars were on him. The okay. rest was on my wardrobe. Okay, that was my. I feel like we need some right. photos of some things that you bought in an outfit. There was lots of that animal Green print. caftan thingy dude. Oh, was leopard, green yes. caftan. Yes, I did wear that on Monday. It was solid. It was cute. I had three different people while I was wearing it around the store ask if I had found it in the pile. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> and so that's why I bought it because everyone wanted it. I needed it more, you know. <laughs> it's a sick. It's a sickness, guys. Is um, that your trial and your triumph? No. My trial is real. It's So I have to add this one. Um, Elliot fractured his tibia oh. getting down off the sofa. What's a tibia? Tibia is your lower leg bones. There's two of them. Did you push him? Yes, I pushed my shot. <laughs> so the poor dude well, he just fell off the sofa, didn't broke fall, his leg. got down like he normally does. Nothing weird. He just started screaming. And we thought he stepped on something. Like we really like huh. searching for anything like and nope. And so he wouldn't put any weight on it. And come to find out it was um, fractured. And they called them toddler fractures. And they heal better without a cast. And within two weeks, and children are smarter than adults, because as adults, we try to walk on it thinking it's fine, and our bones aren't regenerating as fast. For kids, they know it doesn't feel good, so they don't walk on it, right? and so it heals. None of this like, run. tough it up. Yeah. They're no, like, they just know ah! they can't, so they don't. <laughs> yeah. So um, hopefully in two weeks, he will heal oh, or we'll have to go back. I know. So his birthday is this weekend, and... We'll be crawl. We're, we're learning to crawl again. We look like a <laughs> we look like a baby. He is. He's figuring he can get around on his little hands how and is, knees. How is school going with that? Uh, he can't go to school with that. Why? So that's how it's going. Because um, oh. daycare is not one on one, so you can't like bring your child. Plus, if he gets hit at all or if he falls at all, oh, it, it could actually like break break. Where right now it's just a fracture. Oh so, my god! Is he like, in a box in your cube? Um, yeah, he's actually under this table. Yeah. <laughs> he's like very quiet. <laughs> he is so quiet. No, he is at home with my mother-in-law. Oh, that's nice. So, anyway. Yes. Poor baby. So that was my trial this week, guys. It was very derailing, and I hope he feels better soon. Yeah. So stay Aww. tuned. Mm. Well, keep Instagramming videos of him crawling around because that was actually kind of cute, despite the fact <laughs> that I felt bad. Yeah, I posted just a, one of him. He... He, the ottoman in his room he figured out he could again get on his knees he can get around like scoot. so he was scooting around the top edge of his little ottoman on his knees <laughs> just like side scooting and i was like I can't keep you down dude no <laughs> can't keep you down so he's yeah. gotta get places mm-hmm. all right karen you go next okay y'all go. trial okay remember my power bill yes, yes. well i guess it's not really trially but did you know that you can have your power company come out and do an audit of your home. Oh. No. So uh, we live in Georgia. Georgia Power came to the house. They sent an expert over, went through the house top to bottom with my husband and inspected it. And then they gave us a report on ways we could Lower the reduce power. our power consumption. That's awesome. Yeah. He looked at every window. He looked at every duct. He looked at every appliance that we have, everything. Is it free? It is free. 
And what are the tips? What cool. tidbits did you learn? Well, I learned that it costs over two hundred dollars to run a pool every month. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need that so pool. I'm filling it in with dirt. <laughs> Wow, um, that is that is costly. That yes, I didn't but he said things like you know put your pool on a timer, don't run it all the time, and you know there are peak hours for power consumption too. So try to run it in the middle of the night or very early morning because mm. the power costs less. Now, what is this that you're running? Is it the filter? Is mm-hmm. it the heat? Okay, the filter. Got it. Yes, interesting. Uh huh. And things like we have a dehumidifier built into the house, and it goes into a sump t- sump pump you know, out the basement. And mm-hmm. he said, only run that on the months where you notice that it's humid in your house. In the summer here in this in the South, it'll get really humid and things get moist in your basement, that kind of thing. Or if you smell, if it smells at all moist in your basement, he's like, right. run it then, but don't you don't need to run it all the time. But it, the report outlines every appliance and how much power Ooh. it uses and how much that costs. Mm-hmm. So why do you think it jumped I last summer? I think because we didn't pay attention. And it was probably always that way. I don't really know. This is the first I've heard of it from Joe Mooney. So for all okay. I know, it's been like this every summer and he hasn't or said anything. Or it's like been slowly or incrementally. Maybe. Good, but they good. do say, you know, set your AC to 85. And you, I'm like, no, they don't really. They say like 78. But I'm like, yeah, we would be dead. Boo. We'd be dead. Yeah, we'd yeah. be dead too. And set your heat to 64 or something ridiculous. Yeah, like that, you 64. Know? No, I oh think gosh. I made that. You're like, I'm too. uncomfortable. I don't even want to be in my house. <laughs> What's now? the point? <laughs> yeah. I have to bundle up, you know. Yeah. So we, we did that. That was good. But I thought it was interesting to even know that that is available to all yeah, of us. That's clever. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Friends have us told about Thank it. Thank you. Told us about it. So <laughs> any like big lifestyle changes aside from changing your heat to 64 and your AC to Well, we're really more cognizant of turning off our lights. I personally love to have the whole house lit perfectly at all times. <laughs> you do? Yes, you I do. do. I walk in, I light the living room and dining room, and I light the hallway and the downstairs rooms. Not the bedrooms, but the other rooms. Right. Because to me, it looks pretty from the street. It looks feels good inside. So I'm trying not to do that as much. Can you just... Like tamp it down a little bit, a little bit. Like yes. turn on your chandelier and maybe like a lamp in the living right, room, right? Not but, as much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or just do again, get your lighting right in the rooms you're actually in. That's true too. You don't mm-hmm. use your dining room every evening, no. right? See, so. but I, I actually do that too, though, Karen. And I don't know if this is. I think because there are like three or four rooms at all. You can see from mm-hmm. one another. Like when I'm in the kitchen, I can see the dining room. There's kind of a half wall in between them. But I like the dining room to be lit because when I'm cooking in the kitchen, I like to be able to. Uh-huh. It feels it dead feels nice. in there if the light's mm-hmm. on to me. Yeah, it's it weird to feels have it a dark. Weird dead room. Yeah. And I like the whole thing to give me a nice energy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same. I mean, I'm I'm the same boat as you. I do it anyway because, again, all the rooms connect. And it, it is. It is your it's what makes you feel good walking around your house mm-hmm. in the yeah. evening that like, yeah. To, One vibe. Yeah. Or like we still have the overhead light in the den and you guys are going to laugh at this when my mother-in-law irons my clothes. <laughs> it, are you poisoning the your child? comes out. I think you're poisoning your child so your mother-in-law has to come stay with them so someone irons your clothing. I don't deserve her. <laughs> she all the time is like, do you have any more ironing? I love ironing. And I was like, 
I don't deserve you. Anyway, <laughs> when she turns on this overhead light to I iron. I have some napkins she can I, iron for me. I'll bring my ironing to you, Taryn. And she, I have yeah. so much to Add keep her to busy. The pile. I'm kidding. I feel the same way. Oh, my God. But she turns on the overhead light so she can see, so she can iron my clothes. And I hate it because I hate that overhead light. Right. It's a compromise for you. You're like, do I want iron? Clothes, wrinkles, uh, or pretty lighting. Uh, I regret the story completely. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. You learned something new about me. <laughs> um, wow, your mother-in-law is amazing, but I think that was just mm-hmm. your triumph. That was, well, I, and I was couching it as my trial. Oh. I have a triumph. Well, give us your triumph. I got all my living room furniture. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so excited. So I ordered a new sofa. We'd had the same sofa since... Um, we've been married, so we've been married 11 years, and Joe had it for years before that. So it was a fine sofa, but it just wasn't – it didn't you, excite me. I think you actually talked about this in our first episode. I did. I, I was like, I want a new sofa. So I've been plotting that for years. Yeah. So I got a new it's sofa. It's been three years. I got the um, Matha sofa from Ballard with white umbrella on it. I got PK salt, and I love it. How is How do you feel about the um, – I mean, it is bright white. It is bright white, and I'll give you an example of how easy it is to clean. So the delivery company unwrapped it on the truck and used their dirty paws to bring it into the house. You know, they're working all day. That happened with mine, too. Yeah. Mm. So there were black fingerprints all over it. No. So luckily, Ballard sent a cleaning crew out, and they just... Cleaned it, all cleaned right back up, right up perfectly. So, and the guy was there talking to my husband at the time. And he's like, oh, this umbrella stuff just cleans so easy, blah, 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 blah. So it's been super great so far. Good. I have that. I have white sofa. And then I got two chairs recover, recovered in our um, grayish velvet, which is really pretty. And then I got two chairs, those antiques I've talked about, recovered in this really wide white and flax linen stripe. From SK, from Suzanne, Suzanne Kassler. Kassler. They all happen to be <clears throat> Suzanne Kassler products, oddly. Ah. The sofa is hers, and oh, then the right. fabrics are hers, except this that's umbrella. So funny. And I kind of wanted a new rug in there, but I, I'm I'm keeping the one I have for now. I think it's I think it's good. And I got a new lamp, and that's and I have a few little things good. I need. Yeah. It's feeling so good. I need like a, a different side, a few different side tables, but yeah, it's it's all good. I hang out there a lot. Now, I feel like you were worried. If I remember correctly, you were trying to strategize ways to get more seating into the room. Mm-hmm. And so these antique chairs, have they solved that problem for you? Yes. Good. Yes. And th- I could, in theory, get all of these items in the room at the same time. Before I had two chairs and a sofa. I could get four chairs and the sofa in here now if I wanted. Um, but in the winter, I like to have the f- from the sofa clear to the fireplace so I don't want to put two chairs backed up to the fireplace. But uh-huh. in the summer or for a party, a Christmas party or something, if I want, like, you know, if I'm having family over and want to sit around, I could put them all in there. But right now I have three chairs and sofa. Okay. But, you know, we talk a lot about scale of sofa. It was really interesting to me because the sofa basically is when you're sitting on it, it's the same sitting area as my old sofa. But since it doesn't have the super wide arms, it doesn't take up nearly as much room. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what six, eight inches, mm-hmm. what a difference that makes. Um, yeah. So it's a great, comfortable, kind of deep, yummy sofa, but it has skinny arms. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take up a lot of room. So I really like yeah. it. Well, we talk about that. We've talked about that before. So it's it's good to know that that was 
proven. Yeah, it worked. I didn't yeah. even think about it because you know I didn't measure. <laughs> I just ordered it and said, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And luckily it was. Well, good. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh my gosh. I'm I can't wait to see excited. it. I'm sure the room looks like refreshed and clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll try to take some pictures. And I think I took some befores thinking, oh, I'll have to take an after. You know, I'm not good at these photos. <laughs> but I'll try. I'll try my best. Wait until one of your sons come home and then they can take it for you. Yeah, thanks. Like I'm so old, old lady. So old. I know. <laughs> don't you think your kids take better photos? I don't know. I just feel I assume young people know how to like <laughs> those youngsters. <laughs> They're like they only take photos with their phone, you know? Well, don't you? I don't have a camera. I know, but I'm just saying like that's <laughs> their only like the only life they've known. <laughs> the only True life they've known. True. <laughs> All right, Caroline, um, your okay. turn. So last week or two weeks ago or recently, that Eddie Ross episode aired, and I was re- listening to it, and I realized that I had not reported back on my party that we talked about during the episode. Mm-hmm. I was having a barbecue for my husband with your silver brother. and your foil dishes. Yes, and the. Eddie kind of shamed you on your foil dishes. He was like, you can't use those. And I'm like, I would use them. But guess what? I did it. Yeah. Because. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't have a chafing dish, what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't have a chafing dish. And at that, I knew they were getting delivered like right before the party started. I wasn't. It was. It's hard enough at this point. You got to cut some of the things. I had to feed. Mm -hmm. And like the party started around Blair's bedtime. And my goal was to like have her fed and bathed and dressed before the party started. So then. Anyways, you had, you had there enough. was a, there was enough going on mm-hmm. to have to replate all of the stuff. So there was there's no way I was going to do that. Although I did appreciate his ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did kind of what I sort of briefly talked about in the episode, which is I just employed a distraction strategy, ah. which is I had a pretty tablecloth and I had pretty flowers and I had like lots of other beautiful things on the table to distract you yeah. <laughs> from the aluminum Look pans. away. I mean, I, I didn't like poll people on whether they noticed the aluminum plates, but I they didn't. thought it looked very pretty. Now, I did not take any photos and I apologize for that. Oh, care. well, I guess I you're making it all happen. I Sometimes know. I never I just, get to the photos enough, either. Yeah. About 45 minutes into the party when it was like kind of in full swing and I had it and I could kind of like take Breathe. a minute to walk around, yeah. I realized, oh, man. And by that point, yeah, it was too late. But um. Well, you know what? Why don't you recreate it and take some photos? <laughs> we'll come over and eat the barbecue. Absolutely. I'll, I'll get right on that. Um, but I did. Here, here's some mistakes that I made. I did put my silver spoon into the plate. Mm-hmm. And when I went to go make my plate, burned the burned crap your out hand. of my hand. Mm-hmm. So that was a bad plan. But... Next time, I'll just put like a little saucer or something like right. underneath it to put it in there. I was so making was- caramel the other night, and you swirl it with a, with a wooden spoon. So mm. I wonder if that would have helped too. Oh yeah, for sure. It was only that it was silver. Yeah. Okay. But often you'll see on buffets they have like a little saucer in front of the That's item true. to put your spoon on. Exactly. To rest your That's spoon what on. I do. But often people don't use them. That's true. <laughs> also true. Yes. And then the spoon's down on the baked beans, and you have to get it out. <laughs> see, yeah. long wooden spoon solved. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, not with your. But that is points. why that's there. The yes, folks, those little saucers okay. in front of yeah. your casserole. It's not a coaster. Or, it's a coaster for your spoon. Well, I don't think it's a problem if it's just a hot casserole. But if it's a hot casserole with a flame, yeah, that's underneath heat up. It, it is a 
problem. Well, it's just like leaving your spoon, even if when you're cooking, leaving your spoon propped on the edge. Yeah. Not even inside the pot, but if you have it propped up on the edge, that'll still get Mm. hot and burn you. Careful, ladies. Um, So I wanted to share with y'all a tip that a genius listener named Sharon sent me. And actually, she commented on the um, blog post that goes with the episode. She has a cordless serving slash heating tray. What? What is that? Yeah, explain. So explain, it Sharon. is essentially, <laughs> I, I just searched on Amazon and it is essentially, it looks like, I, I'm assuming they use these in like restaurant kitchens or mm-hmm. caterers where it looks almost just like a stainless, you know, maybe like about a cookie the size sheet or something. Of, yeah, almost like a cookie sheet and it's cordless and it keeps your food warm. Do you, do you heat it in advance or do you charge it? Do you heat it in your oven and stick it out or do you charge it and then mm. put it out or Pretty what happens? Pretty sure you charge it That's, and then I you like put this it out. Idea. It's not in the oven. It's a great um, idea. Yeah. And what, I What's our price it. point on this? I found one on Amazon for like $70. $70? Yes. Bit. Can I only put one thing on it or two? Um. Well, it depends on the item. But so like, well, here's one from um, Sur La Tabla. It's a Cuisinart. It's $60. Okay. And hold on, let me tell you about how it actually heats up. But it looks like you can <laughs> I love that we spend so much time selling other people's stuff. <laughs> Sur La Tabla, please contact us for your commercial <laughs> donations <laughs> to our cause. <laughs> We're just keeping it real. <laughs> it's real so, life. So I actually, I wonder if it's battery? No. It doesn't actually specifically deep say. In, deep All right, in the it says Google 400 it. watts. All right, well, we'll have well, to get if you're looking for one people, info. yeah, you you Google it. Anyways, there are well, lots of versions, but it looks like it could either do one big casserole dish, and uh-huh. they they come in all sorts of sizes. But this, the couple that she sent me, she said once she actually puts her her casseroles and her serving platter on top of it, mm-hmm. you can barely see the tray because it's really pretty, like. Thin and narrow. What should one Google if one were to Google this? Insulated serving? Warming tray? Warming tray. Got it. Warming tray. Smart. I like it. It's cool. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. So I thought that was genius, especially like Taryn and I both have the same party every year. You have like a Halloween party. I have a Christmas party. And and actually, I don't have something that I always have to keep hot for that party. But if I did, that... What about putting out warm cookies? Hello. Oh, oh my God. God. I if would show up twice with as little much. things of milk, <laughs> like little cups of milk and warm cookies. That'd be cute. Or, or milk punch. But even cookies. if it's just like oh, at Christmas and you have a casserole or yep. anything. I get it. I just I'm thought in. it was so smart. No, 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 my, or my nug tray from Chick-fil-A. There you go. A nug Nugget tray. tray. I apologize. <laughs> so I thought that was just super smart. Now, overall, I thought it was a very successful party despite my aluminum foil things. Mm-hmm. Even though I burned people's hands. I'm sorry about that if you attended the party <laughs> and you left with third degree burns. No, it wasn't that bad. But um, Eddie just is very impressive with his level of he, he gets dedication. Mm-hmm. Well, he's top tier, right? Yeah. So well, he has a we warehouse fall full of stuff. So right. if you're a normal person. Eddie is a professional caterer. I mean, he yeah. he's literally a is a chef. And a professional Especially change, char- or trained chef. Exactly. So if we are just one step under him, we're still, still crushing pretty good. It. Yeah. yeah. Or 21 steps. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really close. Okay. <laughs> I am already, this whole conversation that we had with him and like listening back to the episode has me really amped up though about my Christmas party. So I have 
all sorts of things that I'm going to add to, to, I don't know if you do this, Taryn, or either of y'all, but do y'all add like a few things to your kind of arsenal every year? Like whether it's your Christmas decor or your Halloween decor or whatever. I'm paring back. I'm uh, going the other way. Karen's Karen's turn to clean. I'm I'm adding. Mm-hmm. See, because I have thought of a few things that I should add to my sort of entertaining, I don't know. Like normally, for example, here's one. I just found this folding coat rack. Mm. And I think that I need that for my Christmas party for coats. Of course you do. I know you have a rolling coat rack, but I don't have anywhere to store that. I don't think it's – I think people just use the bed. I know, but I don't – She's stepping up her game, Karen. Where are you put it? In the guest room. I was going to say on our They're front porch. They're just going to put it in the bed. Why not just put it on the bed? If you're going in the guest room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this, you know is, what I'm this is a good – Is it completely pointless back. to me to even have the coat rack and no one's going to use it? That is a good question. She just Marie condo you. Does it bring you joy? <laughs> well, it sounds like it does bring her joy. It's kind true. of, yeah. I just think it would look so like kind of over the top and awesome to have like a little coat rack set up in the guest room with hangers, like nice wooden hangers on it. Wouldn't that be very inviting? Mm-hmm. It would be very inviting. I got a I got a skeleton that stands up this year with red eyes to go next to my bar cart like he's holding it. That was my <laughs> step it up. <laughs> I saw it somewhere and thought it was real cute. He was wearing a bow tie. Guess who's going to be wearing a bow tie? <laughs> Anyway, so that is something that I'm and – and I'm just thinking of overall ways to, mm-hmm. like, add a little bit every year to make it – entertaining. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. So I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Take photos now. this year. Take photos of that event. I'll try. It's it's. I think it's really hard to do that because in, like, the hour – Oh, you're so stressed the hour before. The Running hour around. before, yeah. And then by the time the first person gets there, you can't be like, hi, Taryn, welcome. Hold, Hold on one second. Let me go take photos. Yeah, and you so know. you say, hi, Taryn, take photos. I'm busy. That's true. Good point. <laughs> welcome to my party. I'm going to put you to work. Uh-huh. People yeah. love that. They love something to do. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. And I guess when you are the first guest, too, it kind of feels awkward. Okay. Good point. All right. Let's get to our guests now. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> So today, you guys, we have a dear friend of mine on the podcast. I've known her for, I bet, 25 years. I, you know what? I don't want to say it that way. I've known her <laughs> since, that really I was, dates us. Right, since I was 25, around there. Um, we met in Atlanta, Georgia, um, when we worked together at the same company. It was an arts and crafts company, like a DIY home decor company. And Jenny was in charge of, I don't know any of our titles, but I know that you got to do the fun stuff. So you... <laughs> You were designing products and making samples, and and then we would go build trade show booths and work trade shows together. <laughs> it was fun, though. I remember that time as being a lot of laughs yeah, and getting to do all kinds of things because it was a small startup company, yeah. and they just needed people. They'd say, you know, can you do this? Could you do a craft show on television? Have you ever done it? <laughs> well, I haven't done it, but I sure. can. I right. can. Yeah. Okay, fly off. Book a ticket. <laughs> So it was fun because I got all kinds of hands-on experience in that, in those years mm-hmm. that I never otherwise would have with a larger company where there was a person to fill every every role. Niche. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. We got to do a lot. And then you um, got married, grew up, and oh, and I haven't said your name yet. Caroline's telling me Jenny Seward <laughs> of Jenny Seward Interior just, Design. No, no, you can just Google Karen's good friends. Yeah. It will come up. <laughs> 
the list of one. And a picture of me will pop up. Yes, you are her only friend. And then you, your husband graduated from chiropractor school and you had to go with him to set up a business. And then now you're in Philadelphia and doing work up here. Well, it's not, is it Philadelphia? What'd you call it? Or Yes. Okay. Mainline, On the main Philadelphia. line. Philadelphia. And we've been mm-hmm. talking about how we've learned what the main line is lately. <laughs> so, and I think that fits you because you do have sort of a, you're always a little more traditional. You know, I always felt like you were the grown up in the room. <laughs> well, I like to say, and I think it is my New England upbringing, but mm-hmm. I like traditional with a twist is mm-hmm. sort of my style, I would say. And it works well for this area because many of my clients have things that they've inherited from their parents, families, things that they've always had, and they want to keep them. And I really love that, too, because that's your that's your history. Right. Those are your things. Um, but they want to keep it fresh and new. Right. Not so dated feeling. Not dated. Mm-hmm. Not like your grandmother's home. So, um, so that's what you do. But how so did you get here? Because you, I mean, you did all kinds of stuff when we were together, but... You started kind of in an interesting way. So it's sort of funny, I think, because I look back now and I realize it was always who I was. I mean, as a child, I was always building a fort or at a friend whose family had a barn and I was always designing this room. We didn't actually play house, but we were always like sweeping, making shelves, like setting it up. And I was always <laughs> doing that with my dollhouse. And I look back and I think I was always doing a craft project making something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was sort of, and I joke now because I have so many friends that play racket sports and invite me to play. And I say, I'm really, I'm really not good at tennis because when you were doing that, I was taking calligraphy lessons, and watercolor <laughs> lessons <laughs> at the community center. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time doing that. But um, I always loved it. I always loved doing that. And my parents wanted me to go to art school and I said, I'm just not, because I don't know what I'll do with that. Right. I think I just didn't have a big enough vision. And of course, that's why you go to school anyways, to figure out how to. But I said, I'm not going to do that. I think maybe broadcast journalism. So I looked at communication schools and ended up uh, at Syracuse University and then proceeded to change my major four times <laughs> <laughs> and ended up. I was doing everything I could to avoid art. So I was an English major, a psychology major. Um, And then I took a class as an elective. I took a surface pattern design class, literally because it fit my schedule. And I remember being sort of annoyed because I was like, this just isn't something that I need to take. I don't necessarily want to take it. And I loved it. And I was, it was just easy for me. Mm -hmm. And I was good at it. And my professors gave me a lot of positive feedback about it. Um, And I always tell my kids they sort of worry now a little bit. I have one graduating from college and one heading to college, and they say, how will I know? Like, how will I know what I should do? I don't know. And I said, you'll find it. It'll evolve, and you'll find something that you really like and you're good at it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's what. What is surface design? So it's designing anything with a pattern. So scarves or wall coverings or fabrics or... Um, so it has to have a repeat or not necessarily? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I then graduated and went to work for Schumacher 
in their design studios as a colorist. And what's that? Well, most of Schumacher's designs are were were at the time um, historic documents from the archives that we would rework or redesign and freshen the colors and have them printed in wall coverings and fabrics. It was really cool. So t- this I, is not computer generated. You're doing all no, this. No, it by was hand. all by hand. Then we literally had a studio, and we all had design tables, and we would sit there. And it's funny now because we sat there in like little pencil skirts and silk blouses, and sat there and painted these designs because you had to wear <laughs> stockings then and <laughs> presentable. Wow. Um, and it was it was fun. It was a great job. And then. And during that time, I was living in New York, and there was a designer whom I loved, Charlotte Moss, Mm -hmm. and she had a shop up on Lex. And so at lunchtime, I would take the subway up and go to her shop and just ooh and ah over everything. (laughs) And she had decoupage lamps in in her store, and I just loved them and wanted one for my apartment so bad. Well, describe maybe what that is even. So it's decoupage under glass, essentially, which sounds, I remember describing it to my mother. She said, that sounds sort of awful. <laughs> she said, no, it's not. It's, it's not beautiful. Prince shellacked on a board. It's um, under glass. So I would use botanical prints. I was always sourcing them. I'm still, I still have a fondness for any book that has like great prints in it. But um, <laughs> I sort of collect them. But you would cut them out and glue them to the inside of a glass hurricane or any other sort of glass vase that could be drilled. And then you paint behind it and you drill it for a lamp. Very wire cool. it. So I started doing those and that was sort of my side. I'm a big, I've always been freelancing. I mean, from the time I started working at Schumacher, I was always doing some sort You're of project hustler. on the side. <laughs> I am. I mean, you work hard. I am. Yeah. I've always had sort of a little side hustle. <laughs> and in New York, that was sort of, the, the, and that became my mad money. Uh-huh. So um, I would, yeah, they would give us projects, even at Schumacher. They would say, okay, do you want to design a wallpaper for us? I'd say, yeah. yes. 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 Yeah, that sounds awesome. Disney called me tomorrow and said that I'd say Fish once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they'd say, okay, you can work on this at home. Like, do this at night. Oh. So oh, that's cool. I always sort of did things on the side. Um, and we laugh because my first decoupage lamp I sent to my grandfather. I made the hurricane. So you glue it to the glass and you paint behind it and you varnish it. But I didn't know how to wire it. So mm-hmm. I mailed it to my grandfather. And my grandfather wired it for me and mailed it back. And it didn't break? No. Shocking. And my best friend still has it in her guest room. Oh, really awesome. The very first one. Wow. Um, but I started selling them to through other designers and shops in Nantucket and Naples. Would you just like walk Atlanta in and go, I have these lamps? I did. Even in in Atlanta, I just started. People would always say, I, I mean, I think it started with our family because I made everybody a decoupage lamp. And they said, you need to sell these. And I said, oh, I don't know. But I started going around to shops and stores and I knew designers working I'm sort of like digressing now (laughs) I ended up in Atlanta and working in the showroom and for Schumacher there I worked for an interior designer and I worked in the showroom there so um 
I met a lot of designers and knew a lot of people who owned great shops. And I love, I just love accessories and home decor. So I was always in there. And people started buying my lamps from me to sell through their shops. So it's just been something I still do them. You know, someone will, I have a friend who's a designer in Palm Beach and she'll say, I need, I have a client in Texas and she needs custom lamps and here are fabrics and here are the colors and will you do something great for her? So it's fun. I love That's actually. That's really cool. That's super cool. To do the That's custom. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then she did it at Backstreet. Reverse custom. decoupage. Yes. Remember? <laughs> and we tried to. We tried to make it mass market. And we did. Remember, we did a whole booth. And we shipped that. That trade show was in California. (laughs) We shipped shipped a whole booth of glass out there. We had a partnership with a French glass company. I was thinking about that last night. Duran. Is that called? I think. Yeah. And we got all of our glass products from them. Wow. So this made your the arts company so much money. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. It didn't make us a lot of money. But their products are still out there. That's right. And so, oh my gosh! So, so then, you went to Atlanta, and so we were working to, at Schumer. so I was in New York. I met my husband. He decided he was going to go to graduate school in Atlanta, and we became engaged. And we moved down there. And I had never been to Atlanta, and <laughs> loved it. And I worked for a, an interior designer down there. I had been doing interior design in New York too, on the mm-hmm. side, and started working for a designer in Atlanta. And which was so fun. Um, but at the time, my husband was in school and I was not making a lot of money. Loved my job. <laughs> he was like, I know you love your job, but maybe maybe you should go back to Schumacher. So I worked in the design center mm-hmm. in, in a sales capacity for Schumacher. And it was a great job, but it was not creative. Mm-hmm. Really. Right. So, and I always said, like, I'm not a salesperson. I just don't love that. I want to do the creative. I want to do the artwork. But it was a it was a great job. And then I started working for Backstreet, which is where I met Karen. I actually, through a friend, started doing some freelance. And they said, will you come work for our company? And that was fun because, I mean, and it wasn't a big company like Schumacher, but it was fun because you got to do so much. And it was creative. And they gave me, they gave us a lot of Freedom. Freedom there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were designing all the packaging. I mean, 25. We were 25, right? Mm-hmm. Designing all the packaging, all of the, doing all of the samples, doing all of the POS, like how things would look in the stores. I mean, all the catalogs, everything. We just did it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the booths, the trade show booths. Um, it, it was fun. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. I remember, I've always thought that was one job that I had that I never woke up in the morning and thought, oh, I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. It was always fun. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> it was always different. Yeah. And I think I'm still that way. I like, and it's one reason I think I take all different kinds of clients now, because I like a challenge and I like I like variety. I like different kinds mm-hmm. of jobs. They don't need to all be the same. Some are little, some are huge, some are, you know, they're going to go slowly, some they want it done now. And mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And so now you're you're mostly into your design business. Mm-hmm. But you're some side hustles, of course. Mm-hmm. Can't give that <laughs> Still up. design some fabrics here and there. Mm-hmm. I've done catalog art for Lily Pulitzer and things like that. And oh, that's that's fun. fun. That's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, that's neat. I've done some designs for them and I still like to do it, but there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have kids and a husband. And uh, yes. 
So you're working on these houses up here, and you're saying there are a lot of them. And when you drive around up here, it's very clear. There's a lot of tradition, a lot of um, age and history. So how are you tackling these interiors to make them not to make them feel fresh while retaining that history and the antiques and the things that they're holding onto from their families? So I'm first of all a color person. I love color, and I'm sure that just evolved working at Schumacher too. So I really like to add color to people's interiors. My hardest, my most difficult clients are when they say, I really want to use a lot of gray. Mm. Um, Because it's just, (laughs) and I have, I have become more comfortable with saying, you know what, we can do that. And it won't be wrong. It'll be very benign, but Mm. no one will walk in here and say, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. because it just doesn't have the same impact. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to, you know, it's always a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to add color and texture to the walls. I'm still a big fan of wallpaper. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. I think it adds so much to a room. Even if your furniture is old and you have old things, it really freshens it up and makes a huge impact. Um, and I know sometimes people people talk about that it's such a commitment and that they're afraid mm-hmm. to do it but well there's such technology these days you can get the easy whatever yeah sure strip or whatever sure strip and it's not are as... you partial to schumacher do you like to you use know, their products i am <laughs> I, I just told someone that recently um i just think they've done an amazing job still they yeah. have such a range of style too they have very traditional to much more modern and everything in between Mm-hmm. And they're just still a great company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do. I like their things a lot. <laughs> um, and I'm, I consider myself a high-low designer. So I don't think we have to hit a home run on everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you should. I think you should splurge on something that you love that looks great and will make a big impact and maybe save somewhere else on something that no one will really notice. What have you splurged on in your house lately? I love beautiful fabrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tend to, I tell people, you know, there's such a range and there's so much out there. But I go to the design center and I'll flip, flip, flip through the swingers. And the ones that I go, <gasps> that I stand back, those usually, they tend to, because of the fabric <laughs> in the hand or yeah. the process, like for whatever reason, they're usually... Never the least expensive one. And I just, there are times when I say, all right, maybe that's irresponsible. I have children and (laughs) (laughs) I I try to look at a lot of other options. And I always do that with clients too. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I love this too, but maybe it's not the most practical and maybe it's out of the budget. And let's try to get that look a different way. Or let's use it in a smaller, instead of doing the whole sofa in it, let's do the sofa in something great and we'll give it some personality with welt or trim or you know tax and grow grain or something and we'll add throw pillows out of this great fabric that's, right right so i try to it's a balance but all right so saving saving in places you don't people don't notice what yeah that's like what's like that. a good example of that i think 
Sorry, I was just staring at you. I was <laughs> like, can we tear in the side eye? Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? I like that question. It's a good one. Yeah. I'm a behind it. Sisal seagrass person mm-hmm. on the floor. Mm-hmm. Love them. They look great with antiques. They look great with modern things. They I think they wear like iron. Mm-hmm. And they um, do, I think, make an antique feel less formal. Yes. It gives it a little more casual feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not so precious. And I like that they're more neutral because I'm a wallpaper fabric person so let's put our color elsewhere Mm -hmm. so i might say look let's splurge on this great wallpaper Mm -hmm. but we're gonna do seagrass and sisal we're not gonna do a custom rug here so i try to yeah strike a balance Uh Mm uh-huh do you do a wall to wall or do you do just a rug i do not love wall to wall unless you unless you have floors and i've had them myself in homes where We've torn up the carpet in a home that we just purchased and the floor is just a mess and it has been patched and it is a huge room and a wall has been taken out and we think, this is not where we want to spend. Right. Let's just, mm-hmm. let's do wall to wall and something great. You could do a seagrass and a sisal and yeah. throw, you know, a great area rug over it to mm-hmm. give it personality. Mm-hmm. But I try to pick my poisons. Um, we owned... Three different houses in nine years. Yeah, well, I was going to ask about that. Y'all are crazy people. <laughs> do you do it? Do you like to flip them or do you just like the challenge of I want to decorate this space and then I'm done? Well, in the beginning, that happens. I sort of finish it and then I, although the interior design for me satisfies that need because I can do it for other people. Uh, and yeah. I love to decorate other people's homes too and shop for it and think about it. And mm-hmm. um, I just love it. So, mm-hmm. Our first house we bought, and it was a great house. It had been all redone and perfect size and all. And I wished the yard was a little larger, and it had been so redone in terms of, like, all all the windows were new and tight and you know, mm. air didn't come through. Not and, painted closed. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Just, like, a little click, and you put them down. And then I was like, oh, but it looks a little too new for me. Mm -hmm. I wish it has. I do love the charm and character and quirkiness of old homes and all those details Mm -hmm. that newer homes don't have. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted an old home. So then we bought um, a much larger home that needed all kinds of work. And we bought when the market was hot and you (laughs) had to just make a decision on your feet like that. And we Uh looked in and I thought, oh my gosh, fireplaces in the children's rooms and all this old brick and it's just beautiful and it needed everything uh-huh. but I sort of I said well, we'll do that we'll do that. it'll be fine we'll do all those projects um so we worked on that house for six years doing roofs wow. and driveways and um while living in it while living in it and did you do any of the work yourself or I mean you know what I'm saying not the heavy lifting uh-huh I mean, we took down walls and we did driveways and all of those kinds of things, landscaping. But I'm a gardener. I love, I'm very hands-on. I'm still like that. It gets me into trouble sometimes because I want to do things. My mind works like that. So I look at something and I think, oh, I can fix that for you. I know how to do it. And then I end up pulling an all-nighter to um, gild someone's window hardware when you should have just... Ordered it from when somewhere. I probably yeah. yes. <laughs> so, um, but my mind works like that. I look at things and I think, oh, 
I know what to do. We don't have to totally replace it. So I did a lot of things that I could in that house and a lot we had to hire. And after a while, it just, it was a big space. We weren't using a lot of it. Um, we were inviting friends and family and everyone else to live there. And um, and it to got old. There? Like it got tired. What do you mean to well, live there? Well, we had like a a niece who was... Oh, okay. In college like, and needed us. a place. I said, you can have the third floor. You can live up there. That's fine. <laughs> and another friend, we had a carriage house. And, of course, that was one of the draws to that house because I thought, oh, I can make that my studio or, you know, that'll be our guest suite. Or, But my children were young and I couldn't really use it as my studio. I'd be over there with the baby monitor and I could hear them in the kitchen and I'd think, okay, I can't really. Uh-huh. They'd run over there at nap time. Hmm. So, um it just, we ended up buying, uh, selling that house once we had sort of completed it. And I just, we cl- completed it and then I felt like, this is not really the right space for us though. For all of its charm and character, we have no family room. Uh. So it's a huge house. We have a huge living room. No one wants to sit in there. And then we're sitting in two upholstered chairs in the kitchen. because That's where everyone wants to be. And uh-huh. it wasn't a big blown out kitchen it was cozy uh-huh. and so that's where everyone sat and I thought this is my children were getting older and they needed space to be with their friends and so I just started looking and then you sort of get one foot out the door once you start looking and entertaining that idea my husband's was kind of like we just finished yeah, this. Really, lady? <laughs> I drove up the driveway one day and said get in the car I want to show you something I saw another house <laughs> oh my gosh so we ended up buying our third house and actually by that time, my children were in school and had always had the same school bus driver and friends and neighbors, and I didn't want to leave my neighborhood at all. I just wanted a different house in different space. I knew what I needed, um, and I couldn't really find it. I was ha- I had a we had someone who was really interested in buying ours, and at the time there wasn't anything I was really in love with, and we ended up buying the ugliest house. I still say the ugliest house on the best block. Um, I still tell my girls, when you get your apartments and homes someday, that's what you should do. Because you can always fix the house. Mm-hmm. You can't fix um, the block. You can't right. fix the block. So um, it's funny because we bought this house. And and I tell this story. We looked at the house four times. And I would stand in the driveway with the realtor and I'd say, I'd look and look and I'd think about what I could do. And I had the tear sheet, the sales sheet, and I would go home and draw on it paint on it, white out things that shouldn't be there and add <laughs> things. And I would say to the realtor, what do you think? And she's like, what do I think? I think we keep looking. Let me call the office. Okay, what else do we have? There must be something. Isn't there a new? Oh, no, we already looked at that. And we already. And finally, I said, I'm going to do it. I can fix it. Um, so I did. I fixed it. And <laughs> I did. Just like that. I did. Um, and actually, I had my moment when I got in there and I was like, what what I can't doing? fix it. <laughs> um, and it was sort of peachy and mildewed. And one of my friends said, but it's very, the color's very Palm Beach. I said, except we're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. So, um, but I fixed it and I loved it. And it's funny because it really, I think my design business really increased when we bought that house because... I mean, I've had a half dozen friends say, oh, my gosh, 
I almost wrecked my car trying to stop in the middle of your street and look at your house. I cannot believe what you have done Wow! with that house. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, Very honestly, people have thought, oh, my gosh, if you could fix that, what you could do with my house. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. so, so it's how long were you there? Still there. Still I'm there? still there. I'm still there. And again, and you were talking about the flipping thing. Yes, that was always, that's what we did with our first house. We were there for three years and I decorated it and someone came in and said, I love it. And we were like, this is smart to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one we finished and and we sold it. And so that was, I was sort of in that mindset too. I said, this is sort of what I want to do and I can live here while I do it, but I love doing this. Yeah. Um, and then with this house, it just makes sense. It's the right size, and we're sort of grounded there. I I, I need to see before photos because, yeah. okay, we dropped you off at your house last night. We, had we dinner went to dinner. dinner. Yeah. That house is freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, so so nice. I'm, I'm, like, dying to know what the before yeah, photo was. Wrong it was so bad it. that you had to see it four times before you could decide. And I guess you don't usually think of an interior designer being an exterior designer as well. Right. Right? You need to make the rooms inside look pretty, but you do both. Right. Homes need, I mean, curb appeal. It's important. It's important. And you see homes and they don't have to, it's not just the obvious, huge, beautiful home that can be beautiful. Um, It's it's accessorizing the right way on the outside too and having the right... And I actually, I need color and do not care. Shut up! I do. I need exterior help. Come to town and help me. I love to do it. I will. I do. Actually, think the exterior sometimes is easier than people think. I struggle. I mean, not everyone, but like in our old house, we we really changed the look and feel of the outside, but it really wasn't that much to do. Like we re landscaped, we painted. Pick the right paint colors. But and you, that can make a big difference. Uh-huh. And I think that on the inside, people know that. They know I can paint, I can decorate, I can buy a great couch. But on the outside, they feel like they're stuck with what they have mm-hmm. more so. I, I mean, I think, you know, we would know. But the average person, I think, is... No, I agree. It feels too scary. It's daunting. Mm-hmm. And I tell people many times, great design is not so much about what you spend as the choice you make I mean and I see it all the time I think Ooh. sometimes think that was expensive and it could have been different um, so I think yeah I think it's about the choices you make on the exterior too mm-hmm. paint color and mm-hmm. I mean I had some ideas about my house and first thing I did I needed to do was put up a fence because it's a busier street and I have a dog and my children were small. And so I designed this white picket fence. And then I wanted to change um, the entrance to my house and what was there and what I wanted to do originally and had drawn looked too French and not right with my fence and the aesthetic that I had started, you know, and I thought, you know what, that's not going to work. I have to do there's more of Chippendale. I added all the Chippendale that gave it a a different look. And mm-hmm. um, gas-burning lanterns that my husband said, isn't that going to be hard? We're going to have to go through the wall. And I said, yes, yes but it's going to add it. so much charm 
And it does. I oh, it does. Hard. When we pulled up last night, I was like, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So pretty. That was, I noticed that first, actually. So, <laughs> good job. <So>. Thank <laughs> you. Do you have before and after photos we could post in the notes? I do. That's awesome. I yes, do. please. Yeah. That would okay. be amazing. To give us some inspiration. And you attached okay. lattice to the front of the house, too, right? Yes. And actually, that was my first thought. Because the house was so ugly, I said, you know what? I'm going to grow ivy all over this house. I'm going to cover it with ivy. Yeah. And then I work, I love my contractor and he has spent like, you know, five of the seven years that I've lived in my house, he has been there. So he feels like part of the family. And, um, and we joke because I love him because he indulges my ideas and thoughts and is always very kind about it and can always say, yes, I can measure that and do that. And he can, and he can do it well. And my husband teases that someday he's going to show up and just choke me because, <laughs> because I, I always have a new idea but um but he's great and he did beautiful trellis and I said I want there to be sort of the garage doors were square and you see them from the front of the house and I wanted him to arch them and then I wanted him to arch them just exactly as the trellis was arched over the windows on the front of my house and he did that and once he made the trellis it was so pretty and added so much. That you didn't want to add ivy? I didn't want to add ivy. I mean, everyone was warning me about ivy. I was like, I know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it on the trellis. I'll get up on the ladder. Because, again, I'm very hands-on, so I'm not afraid to like, get up there and trim my own ivy. But um, then once they went up, it looked so pretty. I thought maybe I shouldn't cover it all up because he did such a, a great job with the trellis. So... So that's a great lesson. Yeah. I mean, in the same one as when you were saying I, the, the front of the house I designed it ended up not being right, so I had to rethink. You know, as you're going through a project, don't be tied to your end result. Like, always be open as you're working through it. Right. To make sure you, the next step is still a right decision. Yeah. Right. And I think I've learned that just in owning several homes, too. Sometimes you have a plan and you think, I'm going to do this, and then you start it, mm-hmm. and you think, that might not work because of this, this, and this. Or you pull up the rug and you think, okay, this is going to be a huge project to get these floors where we want them and maybe yeah. this isn't worth it. So it you do have to sort of think on your feet and yeah, be able to rework your plan. I love something growing in-house. It just adds so much charm. Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out one time what, like, why? Why is that? And I think it's all about mystery. Like, you don't want your house to be too perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It needs, it's kind of like that thing Ashley Whitaker talked about with like grime. Like you need a little mystery, something a little like, what's over there? I can't quite <laughs> see. What's under the Taryn, mold? you might have a little too much mystery. Uh, I was going to say, my husband <laughs> loves mystery then, if that's <laughs> the case. Yard. Lord. <laughs> well, I think it's also, it's the adding that softness to something True. that's hard. Well, it's the organic. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, having a beautiful rose climb across your house or something like that. It it, it really, and I, I think it, there's some kind of charm to it. You know, someone at some point planted that and, and maybe it was way before me, but it's still here and it's, you know, it's married to this structure in a yeah. way that I can't just create tomorrow. I can't go make that happen without time. Mm-hmm. Kind of patience. Mm-hmm. And there's something about mm-hmm. that that I think true. makes it special. I think they, I think it warms it up too and makes it look homey and pretty, just the way plants do in your home. Mm-hmm. Add some life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And faux plants don't actually do the same thing. No, I wish. Even though I wish too, right? because 
I'm well, a killer. Yeah, I don't have as much time to. <laughs> right. But it's not the same. So when a, a client asked me that recently, could I put faux plants here? I was like, ah, oh, you could, but you really don't want to. Right. <laughs> I like to keep buying plants and killing them. That's mine. So yeah. It's I just your throw that money. Indulgence. Yes. <laughs> Throw that money in the trash can. <laughs> no orchids because orchids. they bloom for a long time and then, you know, they're not as precious as they once were. So you right. can sort of toss them. I do not try to re... Rebloom. Rebloom. No. And they're not expensive. You're right. 15 bucks, Trader Joe's, you get a great one. And, and they add a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally, I have certain cash bows in my house that just sit and have a, put something new in there seasonally, you know. And when it's finished and it looks bad how it goes do you do the same plant all year do you do you do them different depending on the season i do i'm i do do a lot of the same plants like you'll do like i'm always like a white orchid here so i'm just gonna always refresh it yes and then sometimes but then in the spring when there are bulbs and daffodils and all kinds of Mm -hmm. i'll bring those inside and yeah tulips and do do you think your kids appreciate your their homes. I do. I do. It's funny because when I moved my daughter to college and we got, I guess it was sophomore year, I was helping her move into her room and she had so much stuff. And of course we live in Philadelphia. She goes to school in New Orleans. And so we had shipped things. She had purchased things and shipped them. There were things in storage. There were boxes outside of her dorm room. And we worked half, you know, half the day. And I said, oh, my gosh, you have so much stuff. You have, you know, little love seats and you have bookcases and accessories. And she said, Mom, I have to live here. I said, I know, but this is college. Like this. She said, Mom, have you met yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Let me introduce you I, to and you. I said to my husband, I have done this. <laughs> I did this myself. This is my room. (laughs) How'd she fit a love seat in there? Oh my gosh. Honestly, no, because we discovered last night that your daughter's at Tulane, my son's going to Tulane, and your other child's going to Swanee, and Caroline went to Swanee. Yes, Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited. (laughs) That was the first thing when I came home last night. I said, oh my gosh, and yes, we're going. It's a great place. So I'm planning the dorm room now. There's no way I can fit a love seat in it. Is there? Jacob would just roll his eyes at you like, mom, stop. I know. Boys, I'm don't, boys are, are so different, too. They don't even care what sheets. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. And I, that's what I was them. saying. I called my roommate. I bought the bedspread so they'd match the matching lamp, that the matching shade. Like, I did for yeah. college. Yeah, we're very not doing important. that. <laughs> I know. I'm doing. We're making bulletin boards. Remember the bulletin boards? Yes. I'm oh, still yes. making those. Um, fabric covered? Yes. 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 Covered? Schumacher? The ribbons. Oh, see? <laughs> it is going to be Schumacher. That's awesome. So, so you're making green. that for the wall. Are they coordinating yeah. your daughter and her roommate? I don't know that they are. I actually asked that. I'm like, have you talked to your roommate? Are you going to try to do that? Or no. And she said, I don't think so. I said, that's fine. She'll have her side. You'll have yours. It doesn't matter. And another piece of small world we discovered last night. Your daughter's roommate at Swanee is Anne Mashburn's daughter, who we've had on the podcast. Yes, which I... Isn't that weird? So excited about it's because I do world. not know Very her, but world. I'm so impressed by all she has done, and she's so relatable. Maybe you'll get a discount. <laughs> right? I'm wearing her do dress, I'm actually. Discount? I'm wearing your dress. We, we need to take a photo. So we should take a photo. Yeah. Have you all talked? 
You and Annie? We have not. We oh. have not. My daughter just found out last week that her. Oh my gosh. We've got her number. Where's her daughter? We'll so I'm excited. Yeah. I will meet her. <laughs> oh, have you looked it's on YouTube funny. for a tour? Because I found one for the oh. Tulane dorm. No, that's the a good rooms idea. rooms where they walk you through. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tiny. I think that room is 11 by 9, her room. And I said, well, my first apartment in New York, I, I shared my room with my best friend Tina from college and she <laughs> our room was seven feet by nine feet no so you could just fit two twin beds and a little nightstand no square foot and another twin and so when you put your stockings on because of course you had to wear stockings you had to put your foot on the other person's bed so you could stretch <laughs> your leg out but we got along like it was and I still tell my kids again best neighborhood yeah tiniest apartment yeah. Well, I feel like you told me a story about the first time your mother visited your first New York apartment. You were oh, all yeah. excited and so proud, and she went in and started crying. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's it had good. been a long time, maybe never, since my mother had lived in a city, and she was not used to this is very much a She's suburban like, woman. A it's good yeah. character building to have to have a roommate and live with them. Yes. It's a good lesson, and I feel like no one – Nowadays, every no one shares a room. Like we've talked about this before on the podcast. Even kids don't yeah, have to share rooms. You with have your own siblings. room always, and then you get to college all of a sudden, and right. you have to share. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, I need to make my bed because the mm. other person is going to have to live with my messy junk, junk everywhere, uh-huh. and it's inconsiderate, and I don't want them to do that to me. You know what I mean? Yes. It's good. I still tell them, you know, now kids want their own big apartment, and yeah, good luck. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm always like, yeah, well, I'm not. I do too. Helping you uh-uh. pay for it, but well, if you can pay for what, it, I, you know, I said you can have a roommate, live in a great area, and have a roommate, and have it be tiny. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. my it's daughter was to just have a roommate in Paris. The oldest one was in Paris for a semester, and they had dorms in the suburbs, but she really wanted to be in the city. And I actually really wanted her to have that opportunity because she's fluent in French. She went to the French International School when she was young, and she really speaks and has traveled there and I was like just do it we'll we'll rent we did like an extended Airbnb but I was like but it's gonna be tiny like you understand like this is Saint Germain is like Mm -hmm. Manhattan actually I had her get online and google I was like you see how the (laughs) how this works so you need you're gonna be in a great area I want you to be in an area that's safe where you have access to everything but it's gonna be small and and Lily slept on the pull-out sofa for the entire semester because it was like a two-bedroom and the other girls, they couldn't find a three-bedroom. I was like, so you sleep out there. What do you care? Yeah. It's going to be a great experience. Yeah. You're 20 yeah. years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your dad's a you're never going to we'll do it. Fix you have to do it again. Later. Right. We'll fix you when you get home. <laughs> we'll fix you later. <laughs> How cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always tell Zach, my son lives in New York with two roommates in Hell's Kitchen. And... I mean, he has a decent-sized bedroom, but one of the rooms is literally the size of a twin bed or whatever. But I'm always telling him, like, you're supposed to be poor. I'm sorry. You're 25 years old. You're living in Manhattan. You're supposed to be poor. So that's called a budget. Figure it out. Right. The good news is that she'll be very well prepared for real life from Swanee because they do not have nice dorms, and you have to live in a dorm all four years. Oh, you do? Okay, there's, good to know. Well, if there is, in your mind, having lived in the South and having lived in the North, do you feel like there's any difference in the way that we approach our interiors? You know what I'm saying? Like, you went into our houses in the South and up here. Yeah, it's prettier down there. I always say that. (laughs) Even when you have a little bungalow down there, it's just decorated. People have really great taste in the South, and Uh not everyone does up here. Really? 
I would think it'd be the opposite. I would have thought it was the opposite too. The older yep. homes, I'm just naturally like, oh no, they have to have better taste. No, I people do really bad things more. in them too. They, <laughs> you know, they're old homes and they're beautiful. It's architecture you can't replicate or you can, but yeah, um, sort of. And they've gone in and they've put like a thousand high hats in there and tried to sleek it out. And I think, why did you even buy this house? Right. If you don't like and it, and you shouldn't actually be allowed to. <laughs> No, it's just, it's not always easy. I like a challenge. So I take all different kinds of clients and I, and all different tastes and kinds of jobs. And there, there's always room for improvement and there, you can always change it and make it prettier. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's tricky. Um, I feel like in the South, everybody... The aesthetic is different. Mm-hmm. I do think people really care about their homes in the South. Uh-huh. I don't know that that's not true in the North. It's because it's so hot, we just have to stay in there all yeah. summer long. Well, the AC on like people definitely. really are focused on their home and it, having people over to their home. They entertain and, a lot. Yeah. In yes. The South. They're yeah. more hospitable in general, value, probably. I guess. I don't know. Mm, that is true. Maybe we're just nicer. We're better. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved Atlanta. I loved it. We'll come back. Come visit we'll us. We'll welcome you with open arms. I cried yes. when we left Atlanta. Aww. Those were good years. We still, we talk about it a ton. Oh, You're always <laughs> welcome to come back. Yes. Yeah, now that you have the kids out of the house, anywhere. come back. Yeah. We'll yes, you well, you're going to have to fly into Atlanta to go. Just fly. I guess you can fly into Nashville, but. Yes, we did, but. Thought. It's an easy mm-hmm. three-hour drive. You gain an hour, so it's really just like two. Mm-hmm. It's great. And we have a place for you to stay. True. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of room. <laughs> yeah, Karen has like eight guest rooms. So. All the kids keep leaving, so I have all these rooms. Perfect. <laughs> all right, let's answer our question. Yes. Okay, so Betsy writes and says, Hi, ladies. I have a red and gold damask sofa. I have painted the walls light gray, having a hard time with getting curtains and carpet to go with it. Any suggestions? I don't know why you have gray wall and gold sofa. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's sort of tough because it's a cooler tone and a warm mm-hmm. tone. Yeah, she sofa. either needs to paint or reupholster her sofa. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. she could do a... Yeah, so warmer color on the walls or... Well, I I would think in general, I'm assuming painting would be easier, right? In general. We don't know the size of the room. But she said, I have painted the walls light gray. So that that implies to me that it's recent, right? Yes. The way she's worded it. If she wants to keep the sofa, then I do. I agree. She has to switch one or the other. Right. I mean, you do see yellow and gold together. I mean, yellow and gray together sometimes. Mm -hmm. So depending on... The amount of red in the damask. Oh, gold is gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like it could be possible to get a curtain that would unite the two, but it's going to be hard, right? Well, because she's point, saying they're usually not mixed because it's jarring because one's a cold and one's a mm-hmm. is so warm. A red and gold damask sofa. Well, I mean, you can always use a sisal or a seagrass for a rug, mm-hmm. which goes with everything. True. But the panel and is going to be laying on the paint yes. color. And the sofa doesn't. This is when I go on one of my hunts for a fabric that will incorporate all incorporate three all colors. And pull it together. Uh-huh. Unless yeah. you're willing to paint or change one of the fabrics, that's what you need to do. Somehow pull it together. What yeah. are some good sources fabric. for fabric? 
Ballard Design. Ballard. Ballard. And we do custom drapery. So anything that Mm -hmm. we sell by the yard, we will make into drapery. Or anything that you buy, we can make into drapery for you. If you don't have, Mm -hmm. like Jenny has a, you know, a lot of interior designers have work rooms that they work with that make Mm -hmm. all of their stuff. But if you don't have access to that where you live or you don't know where one is, we definitely will make you that. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to tie things together, too, with a more neutral drapery panel, you know, and an ivory or a white and then adding some great trim. Right. And always pull colors together that way. Because she could get a panel that's the color of the wall and then put a trim on it that has that the mm-hmm. colors from the sofa. Mm-hmm. One or two of the colors. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even a ribbon or and again you can get a panel and you can have your dry cleaner stitch that trim on. Mm-hmm. Or Jenny with a glue gun. That's right. <laughs> stitch witchery. Stitch I was witchery. Talking about that recently. <laughs> I'm looking at this, kind of looking at some of our drapes, and it's not, it's really jumping out at me. No. It's, it's working. But what yeah, I say go wall color with some trim or find a fabric that incorporates all three of these I colors. I think she should repaint. But maybe she loves her gray wall. Well, then she needs a new sofa. Fabric. Oh, wow. Well. I just, they're, they're it might fighting, work together. obviously. We have no photo, so we can't tell That's if true. they work together. I think first right. she needs to it's, try to find the fabric, mm-hmm. like Jenny was saying. And then if that doesn't work, then you got to figure out which do you love more, the gray walls or the sofa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's the question, though. If you don't love – she says she has a sofa. She doesn't say she loves her sofa. So it's like <laughs> well, she doesn't say she loves the gray paint either. Well, I guess my question for her is what – if you don't like your sofa – then don't spend a ton of money trying to find something Decorate that's going to match your sofa if you don't actually like it. Well, that you know is I mean? true. Like, uh, that is true. It's a waste of resources. I hate waste like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do have clients on, once in a while who say, well, I can't really get the sofa that I want, but I will later. So right now I'm going to buy another one. And I say, no, 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 don't do that. Let's either try to find, let's try to source something that's more reasonable for your budget, but much like what you you really like let's figure out a way to create that same look or wait and let's do it slowly and right yeah. do it over time yeah Wasting it makes me a bad salesperson it. that way because i say <laughs> you know what <laughs> just wait and yeah yeah or let's you don't decorate around a problem i know yeah that's but, my new england thing again i can't I, but, I hate waste. But what if buy it twice? Let's say they can't, she can't afford a new sofa. I love that Betsy has not indicated in any way that she I'm dislikes this. her sofa. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, she could love the sofa. Here we are. Maybe like, even garbage, garbage, garbage that would tie it together mm-hmm. too. Tie yeah. together the sofa and the. That's true. Yeah. yeah, the art is a good idea because if she got a panel that was just exactly the same as her wall color, it's just going to go away. It's going to be a so neutral wall. Panels. And then just get that art that ties it all mm-hmm. or pulls that red up onto the wall. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. this is when I would get a canvas and paint something myself. See, like, I'll do it. I could do use, it. Use all those colors <laughs> that I was trying to incorporate. Yeah. But. Betsy's going to send you a photo. Betsy's Please get help. a can of paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love okay. that she had two sentences and it. We, we turned We yeah, talked about it for five right, okay, minutes. We have a question also from Clarissa. Um, she says, I have a 12 by 12 foot dining area which is in the same room as my kitchen my kitchen is white shaker style cabinets and gray quartz my floor is an urban loft from lumber liquidators vinyl flooring different wood colors i don't know what type of dining table to purchase i'm lost please help 
Sounds a little industrial feeling, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. With I mean, maybe just because it's, so it's and white and gray. I feel like I responded to her, but I can't remember. Did you look up Urban Loft? On so it's white cabinets, gray countertops, wood urban knee loft feeling floors. What kind of table? So maybe a person's table. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I like that. Style, more square. Yeah. Maybe it adds some interesting chairs. I was going to say antique. They don't have to be antique. They don't have to be old looking. You could add any kind of chair. Do you think that... I can't quite understand if she's envisioning like a rustic look, uh, you know, a lofty feeling. It's hard That's to know f- what she's wanting here. Here's a picture of the floor. So it's got lots of like it's it's brown. It is that kind of industrial. Okay. Mm-hmm. We googled the floor. So yeah. well, it's all very neutral. Mm-hmm. So a lot would work, you know, yeah. A, yeah. a natural wood tone, or you could do white, or you could do. What are the countertops? Are they gray? Like gray quartz. Gray quartz. So I bet they're look like a cement. I bet. I mean, you could even do something iron, like a marble top, or mm-hmm. there are a lot mm-hmm. of ways you could go. And it's then so do neutral. you? And then do you like some pars- slipped Parsons chairs or something real some soft? Some fabric maybe yeah. in there mm-hmm. um, to help with all these hard surfaces. I feel like a round table works best. Or that maybe this is just my opinion. But because a round, it's a table, round table is works nice. best in a square room. If you have a square room, putting a rectangular Love it. thing in it, right. it doesn't yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. Then you have all this weird empty space. So yeah, do a big round, round table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what you got, that one with the band, of, uh-huh. the metal band. Yeah, you can see it on our Instagram TV. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an article mm-hmm. in there. I mean, I don't know, a video we did in there in my dining room. It's round 60 inches. And the one I have is white, white that has a um, like a silver... That sounds, that sounds mm-hmm. gross. Band hand painted on it. Um, it doesn't sound gross, does it? No, it sounds neat. It's it's good. But see, it's I was thinking that might like pull. Benito. That might Benito. pull like her white and gray from the kitchen too. Agreed. True. And it then does bounce off the floor. Buy my dining room table. You'll be happy. <laughs> it does have a little of that industrial. Right. And you have a large square you. table now. They're doing great big yep. square tables yeah. where you can fit two, two and three on, on the side. side and yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the Parsons idea, too, though. I think yes. like Parsons would pop off the floor. And if you're worried true. about the, if you want to do like a wood trestle table and you're worried about it clashing with your floor, then think about a great rug to help, you know, break it. True. Yeah. Put a rug on top of it. Yeah. And I would. She could do one of those. Okay. Who was it? One of our guests said that you should make a conscious contrast instead of a near match. And For I think, like the rug to floor or the, the table, table to, to floor, floor. If okay. you're going to do wood. So. Mm-hmm. Don't do a wood that it's almost in matches color. the yeah. floor, but doesn't. Right. Instead, do something that is intentionally different. different. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a really big part of decorating, too, is making sure it's either close enough that it really matches and works or different enough that it doesn't fight with it. Mm-hmm. I think having things clash is almost right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, then it looks yeah. like a mistake. Yeah, because it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't make that mistake is what I meant to say. <laughs> All right, Clarissa. Oh, good uh, yeah. luck. Get mine. It's called the what? Benito. Benito. And you can see it on our Instagram TV. It's handsome. It's real cute. <laughs> it will take you a long time to get because it comes from Italy and it's custom made. Sorry. <laughs> or something like 12 that. weeks. Okay. That's not that long. You can wait. You can wait. Wait for the right thing. You don't know. That's what I tell people all the time. Card Wait table. for the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. 
You'll be it's way true. happier in the end. Because, and then keep it forever. Mm-hmm. Haste makes it. waste. Because honestly, 12 weeks mm-hmm. goes by really fast. Indeed. Right? Okay. Right. Good. Yes. Jenny, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, hire you, see your awesome decoupage lamps. I want to mm-hmm. see those. I have a website, JennySewardCo.com. Okay. Um, and it's J E N N I E. Yes. Yes. S E W A R D. Yes. Co.com. And on Instagram? Wait, did you say that already? I am. Uh, JennySewardCo.com. I mean, on. Is it the same on Instagram? Yeah, Jenny Stewart at Co. is your handle on Instagram. Yes. Got it. (laughs) Man, we're slow. (laughs) Yes. All right. That's our show. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. being your guest. You can follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Of course, send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. We're kind of running low on them, so we need some more. And check out the show notes at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Enable the Alexa skill, the how to decorate skill on your Alexa app. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.